I got a Nintendo Switch now. <laughs> Can I say something real quick? I'm so out of it right now that I, I don't know what's going on. I will say, <laughs> I just wish that people knew that the things that we talk about at the top of this episode mm-hmm. are usually the sixth or seventh thing that we wanted to talk about. There yeah. are five other things that we bring up that Matt says that we can't, and then so we land on, so I have a Nintendo Switch now. We've, we've, we, we bring up generally things that will get us in trouble. Yes. It's, it's to our benefit that yes. Matt cuts it all. Even this? No, keep it's this. It's very close to a line. <laughs> keep this, though. Because why is it close to the line? Because it's going to make people wonder what the five things are? Yes. So That's what? That's true. So what? But let them wonder. Let them wonder. Let them wonder. Let their imaginations go wild. What do yeah. you think we talk about? <laughs> yeah. How about tweet at us? What do you think? What are on the missing takes? What are on the missing? <laughs> Hashtag... Culture King's missing takes. And, and and what would be a deal breaker? Yeah. <laughs> like, Audience, what? let us know where your line is. Let Hashtag us know where your, your lines line. are. That's what we want to know. <laughs> we want to know if you heard something that we were saying that got cut and you would listen and be like, hmm, not that bad. Not we want to know what that is. Yeah. Hashtag where's your line? Hmm. Where's your line, Jaquise? Uh, if, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do I have a line? I don't think I have a line. Maybe. I guess the word nigger. Mm. If you heard someone talking about the word nigger, and they were white. Mm. That's your line. That's a line. No, I have other. I have annoyances. That's Where's your line? What's your line? What's your line? The R word. Okay. I had to think about that one for a second. <laughs> There's so many R words that came to your mind. There were. <laughs> what else is my line I don't like yeah see now I'm going more into annoyances yeah I don't know if I have a I have things that will annoy me but all right let me ask you this is a line white people rapping to to be funny okay that would make you stop turn it off that'll make me turn it off okay oh no that's not true because there's some good white people rappers you know yeah, here's one. But there's now. Some, and there's some. There's a Dan Lippert. Oh, that Dan <laughs> Lippert is the king white people rapper, bro. The king of white rappers. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have a line. Young Prince Apodaca, do you have a line? Yeah, where's your line? But I feel like my line is, I don't. You, I was thinking about this. Like, you don't know where your line is until it's crossed. Until it's crossed. You know That's what I mean? True. So like. If I'm put in a position where somebody says something that makes me uncomfortable, obviously that's my line. But if I am in a company where somebody says something that makes somebody else uncomfortable, that's also my line because they're fucking up the vibe. That's true. I don't like, yeah, I don't like when you make someone else sweat and not in a fun way. Because you guys know me. I I like to poke the bear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when the bear is saying don't poke me and you still poke the bear, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Is this a line for you, Matt? So we're going to try. Okay, great. Yeah, we should try and figure out Matt's line. Um, the KKK was an okay organization. Have we touched your line? I would have to vehemently disagree. Yeah, have we touched but your have line? Have we touched your line? Though? I'm not upset. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. But I di- I disagree. Okay. I think Israel should be able to do whatever it wants. I don't have enough information. <laughs> so we haven't okay. touched your line. 
I don't, I don't, I truly don't know. And it's not because I, if I'm one way or the other on it. It's because I'm stupid and I don't understand. I don't know. Here's one. Here's okay. one. <laughs> I agree with whatever Bernie Sanders says about it. They're the only, the only lips that should, never mind. <laughs> Just hearing that. You just touched my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know what you're going to say. All right. How about this? How about this? Uh, black people shouldn't get jobs. Yes, of course I disagree with that. But is but it your line? Is it a line? Is it, did, it, did it touch your line? I would, if somebody, Have you turned us off yet? Yeah. Have I turned? If you, if this was something you said, yeah, and well, you're listening to the show, are you? Are you? Are and you I know that it's. In? And I know that it's you too. No, Damn, you're listening you to know. a show and someone says that. I would have to. Well, I would have to listen because I'm like, what are you fucking talking? <laughs> so about? you would continue listening. I we haven't touched your line yet. Okay, what about this? <laughs> if you if you turned on a podcast and you heard somebody say, "Would you rather give Donald Trump a hand job?" Or hang a black man from a tree. <laughs> so if I heard somebody say that, if you heard yeah. somebody say that, and also what's your answer? And what's your <laughs> the thing is, if I'm hearing anybody say that, I'm assuming it's this show. <laughs> oh, is this what we want? To come before our guest today. That's right. Oh, I, have guest. A, I have a feeling that our guest doesn't give a fuck about lines. <laughs> I have our both of our, especially. I have a feeling that they would they will Actually, say whatever they want. Someone, some might argue that our guest's job is literally to cross the line. I would argue. Is his that not job his job? Is to cross the line. That's his job. He, he's, he's a, a defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys. So he crosses he crosses a line every day he goes to work. And also several lines actually. It's not just him. No. It's also his wife as no, well. That's right. I don't know how many lines she's crossing. Well, she well, she crosses them with him maybe. Yeah, and you know what else? As a food uh, uh, advocate, mm -hmm. you know, maybe she's crossing a couple of uh restaurant lines. I mean, you can't get into a restaurant unless you cross the line. That's right. The door is technically a line. That's yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, the worry on Matt's face right now <laughs> is: is this really what we are going to have as the top of our episode? <laughs> and look, let's be clear, guys. At I, uh, when we were at iHeart, they were the assholes. That's mm -hmm. just the truth. Mm -hmm. We know this. Mm -hmm. They treated us like dirt. They uh, made a slave for hours, unpaid, doing free work. <laughs> but here at Earwolf, they pay us, mm -hmm. they feed us, they take such good care of us, mm -hmm. and we are such little... Do you know Colin sent out an excellent email about how, in a podcast space, which is, you know, you're touching a lot of things that people have previously touched, mm -hmm. and uh, you're shaking a lot of hands when you're meeting guests and all that. Colin sent out this beautiful email of how to prevent coronavirus spread at this very office. Mm -hmm. And I responded, how do we get rid of the virus that's your emails? <laughs> I didn't read it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So I know I wonder which at least you read it. 
at least you read the it. The look of worry on Matt's face uh, is so dire. I want everybody at, at Stitcher <laughs> Premium and Earwolf and Midroll. Midroll. I want you all what's to our know. Pa- what's our EW, EW scripts? <laughs> I want you all to know that Matt has nothing to do with this. No. Whatever punishment happens should fall 100% mm-hmm. on Jaquise and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But truly, Matt is the one who gave us the script to read. That is for today's true. Episode, Matt so. did. I don't know if you guys know this, but every top of the episode <laughs> is scripted. scripted. <laughs> it is written by and Matt. Matt said, Pataka. "You know what? This one feels good." Yeah. So, Throw little shots at EW script. So, we, so even though we agree to it, so you should put the blame on us. Yes, we are given the script by Matthew. We have Michael Bennett and Pele Bennett today on the episode. <laughs> 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 wonderful, wonderful couple. Uh, they have a great podcast. We'll be talking to them about that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, man. I, I don't think I've ever... We haven't talked to a current professional athlete. We or talked food to, advocate. Or Yeah, or We talked advocate. to former athletes. Yeah, we've talked Talia to former Caldwell, athletes. Yeah, Rod, Rod Benson. Benson. But we're talking to somebody who is a Super Bowl champion. That's correct. And they both have a very dope-ass podcast called Mouthpiece. I say, let's get to it. Great. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Michael and Pele, how are you? Hey, hey, we're great. Hell yeah. I, you know, this is a, this is rare. Sorry, say that one more time. No, no, what you say? It's, It's dope to, to talk to. We haven't had a married couple on this show in a minute, have we? No, we haven't. We had we had two. We had parents, and we just talked to them about being. We did the Black Love series, and we talked to them about being black parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't talk to them as a married couple. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We refuse to acknowledge their marriage. We refuse to acknowledge marriage. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but man, it's good to have you. It's good to have you both on. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you guys. So first things first. I want to jump right in. You guys have a podcast of your own called Mouthpiece. Um, And when I say that, it is a delight to listen to because how unfiltered it is. Uh, It is a delight to listen to, especially the parts when we say, man, Michael got to go take a shit. We'll be right back. (laughs) Um, I laugh. Every time I heard that, <laughs> so so yeah, man. Uh, talk talk to us about talk to us about your show and talk to us about you know why you guys started it and and and, and how it's going for you guys. It's going good. I think we we got started when we did a, uh, another podcast. So I don't really listen to podcasts that much. I feel like they're like Inception, and people put thoughts into your brain and then you can't get rid of them. But. So we actually did one, and then she was like, uh, "You guys are really good, guys. Do you guys want to do a podcast?" And we we're like, "Yeah," because we, th- we had thought about it for a while. Because not a lot of couple married couples do podcasts, and usually they talk about marital marital issues or stuff like that. But nobody's really talking from like a journalistic point of view on s- social issues or things that happen in society. Mm. So we were like, "There's there's a missing link in that." So we we're like, "Why don't we become that missing link?" And that's how I just kind of derived from that. You know, I, I like that because I agree with you that like a lot of podcasts for married couples are kind of like basically them just airing out their dirty laundry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, especially if you're going to have thoughts incepted, I don't want people's arguments over who's going to do the dishes incepted into my brain. But um, I think we lost them. Culture. 
Hey, hey, I think, yeah, that's, we lost you guys. Apologies on that. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what happened. Oh, it's all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. Uh, you want to just jump back into what you were saying, Edgar? Yeah. Dope. So uh, I was saying, like, you know, I really appreciate that you guys are kind of doing this podcast from the perspective of talking about issues and what people are really dealing with. Because I agree with you guys that a lot of podcasts from married couples are them kind of just airing out their laundry. And I think that as a black couple, hearing your guys' perspective on, you know, what people are going through is extremely valuable and extremely rare to find on the airwaves. I also don't want you to, you, you said a joke before we got cut off. I want you to retell that joke. You want me to retell my joke? I want you to retell your joke. Oh, man. <laughs> Shit, now there's a lot of pressure on this joke <laughs> to be funny. Yeah, no. I, Basically, I was just saying, like, if podcasts are incepted into their brains, the last thing I want incepted into my brain is people fighting over their dirty dishes. Ah, uh, what you guys think of that joke? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny because that would be annoying. <laughs> yeah, just like, I just feel like it's one of those things where um, you you just listen so much that you start to regurgitate the information, and you just be like, "Well, I just yeah. say that. I don't know if that's true or not." But it's yeah. like it just—I mean, I, it's like it's in your but brain. That, but that's also with a lot of how you get news or information, especially like online, digital. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't know. You don't have conversation after you hear it. You just hear it, and then you. And then you go away. Yeah. Yeah. It's why. All right. So it's. Um, sorry. Go ahead. I have to say something. No, no, no. Because I know you guys mentioned black love, which is beautiful. I support it. But I'm actually not black. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We we had a series called Black Love. And that was the only time we had a married couple. That's what I was trying to say. That's my oh, bad for Oh, okay. I thought yeah. y'all were referring to us. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. That was the last time we had a. A married couple is when we were doing uh, like a month on black love. And that's the only time we had a married okay, couple awesome. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, I'm actually not black either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm well, listen, neither I'm are we. Not. <laughs> I'm Negro. I, hey, man, I'm listen, black. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but you know what, though? So, for real though, the podcasts are very interesting things. Like you said, they're it's like this visual. I mean, this audio thing that becomes visual in your head. Like when people are telling stories, so it's like cool when you hear like good, good deep stories. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you guys something about this then, because there when with, with podcasts, Dean, because you guys already have a plat. You had a platform before you started your podcast, and there are a lot of people. So people feel like they knew you already, right? As opposed to, like, when we started our show, uh, a lot of people, that's how they were getting to know us. And so the parasocial aspect of podcasting was is still uh, a big thing. Uh, so how is that with you guys already having celebrity, but now people feel like they're getting even more personal with you guys and more parasocial and knowing you even more uh, than they used to before you guys started the show together? The what? Reality thing you're talking about, like people, the different realities. Yeah, so, no, I think it's interesting that you said that because Michael definitely has his platform and people know him for so many things. Mm -hmm. But um, we were just talking, had this, having this conversation about, like, living in realities, how everyone assumes, you know, someone else's reality. Mm. But, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with Michael is that everyone assumes from what they've seen him um, do publicly, you know, for a social stand and justice things and, um, 
I feel like they already put this image and idea of what they assume he does and is about. So I think it's kind of fun and interesting that now we're talking about stuff from my perspective of him. And now I think people are learning more about our actual reality through the podcast also, because now people are, you know, learning more about me and what I do and how I play a role in our relationship and also decisions we make together for, you know, different things that he has done publicly or just kind of like how that dialogue works in our home before something happens, you know, um, in the media. But I think it's been a good way for people to also learn more about Michael that they don't know that I'm able to pour out. Yeah, I think it's also, too, like when you have celebrity, like she said, people assume what your reality is, assume what you stand for, but they don't know. They just know what they need to know. And I think that's part of, like, sports. Like, people need to know, like, was you injured? Is he ready? Was was his favorite team? Was he, like, the eight before the game? But nobody really cares about, like, what do you think about social issues? How is it like you being a father? I think the podcast allows people to connect to you with you from a human aspect and what you believe from your perspective as a human being, what you stand for, how you love, what you mean, what things mean to you. So I think it is a whole nother perspective for people to get to know you. Cause I think when you gain a celebrity, you gain it from something particular. And I think for us, it's been football. And now it's like, it's changing the whole perspective of who we are as uh, as people. And people are like hearing our voice from a different, different uh, genre of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to admit that I've definitely been one of those people who have, you know, assumed what, you know, your lives are like, uh, Michael, as someone who, uh, has a very fantastic beard and myself who cannot grow a beard. I've always assumed that you live like a king and you live like an excellent man and that people respect you more and people I look do, at my I baby face. Now, That's what I'm saying. You know, people look at me and they go, look at this baby, get him out of here. And, you know, people look at me and just say, you ugly. <laughs> That's what they say when they look oh, at me. <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Thank Amen. you. Thank it, you so it, much. It, it, it's going to be eye of the beholder for sure. <laughs> so, Pele, if, do you uh, if, do you reveal... Travis Scott, if Travis Scott could be married, you, you know, <laughs> Don Cheeto could be married. Yeah. Okay, okay, we're going the wrong way. <laughs> Everyone is... Everybody. <laughs> Now let's keep going this way. Let's yeah, keep, let's keep naming. Let's keep naming some dudes that are. Uh, but Pedro, do you ever reveal embarrassing things about Michael on the pod? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I. You know what? I have said a few things. Look, you'll have to listen to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. Are. No freebies. But I think that's where the the unfiltered part is. Is that mm. Michael? I think sometimes I think people more see him as like a serious person on serious issues and mm. you know football is so serious and hard yeah. but I'm like he actually is really goofy silly I mean he can joke and sometimes the jokes go too far you know yeah. but um, he's really funny and I think sometimes people don't see that side of him so I think you know as we continue with our podcast because we're still you know new to all of this I'll definitely be pouring out more things people don't know or some funny <laughs> jokes about him yeah. well, we- also too is hard I thought so. People and and people don't want. To, I don't know. I think when you do a lot of serious things, people don't really want to get to know you for saying something funny. But it's like, mm. look, I like the joke too. I think there's definitely a lot of humor in 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 the world. Like there's a lot of pain in the world, but there's also a lot of humor. It's but, like, even though you go through a lot of valleys and it's dark in those valleys, there's always some sunshine at the end. And I feel like humor allows you to live in a world. You can just have you have sometimes you just need a laugh or get laugh. Or something. But sometimes like your jokes are harsh. But <laughs> his jokes are like you're thinking it, but you would never say it out loud. Mm, right. But then he says it and you still laugh. So you're like, yes, yeah. thank you for saying that. Yeah, my favorite comedian. One of my favorite comedians is um, 
Uh, I can't think of his name right now. It's he's, not your favorite. He's one of my favorite comedians <laughs> right now. It's keeping my mind. But Curb Your Enthusiasm, that's one of my favorite shows. Oh, Larry uh, but David. I like it because it's like a dry humor. Larry David, yeah. Yeah. And, and I first think of a Larry David. And it's just one of those, uh, and it's just, it's just dry humor that's like everyday things. Like walking to the elevator and somebody farts and you just looking around like, who farted? You know, stuff like that is like funny because it happens every single day it does i <laughs> it happens way too often people farting in the elevator can, we, can i reveal something to you michael when yeah, you could not remember when you could not remember your oh no say what you were saying i said then the person the people in the elevator act like they didn't do it i think that's the worst part about it you like i know y'all smell this like why is everybody <laughs> ignoring but michael i'll tell you right fragrance. now if i farted next to you i wouldn't want you to know because you're three times my size and I think that you would hurt me because I farted next to you. No, I would you know to... what? That is true. Depending how that is, you might get punched. Yeah, she might, might punch you. Sometimes if you're in Russia, if you're in Russia, so I don't think people punch people in America for stuff like that, but like Russia or something. Or Iran. Damn. They, they, pun- yeah, they punch people for farting in Russia? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do it. They Russia, they, they might, you know. Hold on, might... we don't know that. Yeah. That, that fact was not checked. That's a fact. It's a fact. That's right. Russia, that's right. Russia rigged the election. I mean, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's, there's three things we know about Russia: is that they rigged the election, <laughs> it's ruled by oligarchs, and they punch people when they fart. <laughs> Y'all might get some terrorist threats after this show. Like, oh shit! Um, you might want to cut that. Come part. on, man. We we ain't we ain't got we ain't got security like yeah, you do, man. Yeah, we don't got security, bro. We, uh... we ain't got security here, at Airwolf, man. Yeah. We trying to live lives, man. Yeah, I'm a very weak 235. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm barely 180, man. I, I can't. I'm... So, so when you guys got the podcast, though, do you guys feel like a lot? Do you feel like you get to connect with a lot of different people, or how does that work? I do. Yeah. I mean, is it is wild because we. We do connect with a lot of uh, uh, dope people, but because we aren't like high status celebrity, uh, we interact. We actually interact back with a lot of our fans, yeah. uh, and that's starting to change a lot more now than when we first started the show. Uh, but the one thing that, for me, that I always struggled with is because we're two black dudes. So when we talk about social issues or talk about uh, being black in America or just being black in life in general. Uh, or race relations or anything, people come to us and expect us to be experts. Experts, yeah. Uh, in the fields mm-hmm. that we're talking about, it's just like, yo, we can talk to you, but this is just one person's opinion. Yeah. And also, I don't know you, so <laughs> like yeah. sometimes I don't want to just answer <laughs> three paragraph long deep messages from somebody that I've never met before. Also, people have started treating us like a news source. Yeah. And have started, like, giving us tips. Like, they'd be like, hey, just so you know, they're rigging elections in South Carolina. And it's like, what am I going to do about that? I'm a comedian that lives in Los Angeles. Like, like they'll be like, hey, just so you know, I saw a a police officer following a black kid at (laughs) 7-Eleven. In Wisconsin, oh, wow. and I'm like, okay, cool, man. Like, you yeah. know, tell the authorities I am just a comedian. I, I can't do anything about that. But I think a lot of that is, you know, like you guys said earlier, a lot of times they're just hearing our voices, yes, and then it ends, and so they live with that, and so they feel like they know you, mm-hmm. and and they feel like you have the authority on things that they heard you talk about, yes. Which is very, which is weird, right. but also dope sometimes, depending on when you can actually change somebody's 
point of view from something that they didn't know about. Yeah. You know, previously. How is that for you guys? I think it's been kind of, it's been way different because I feel like a lot of times people have been coming up to us about the podcast more than football, which has been kind of weird to, because the whole time it's like, I'm thinking about they probably come ask for an autograph and say, oh, we like what you guys talked about on the show. So it is very different because it's like we talk about a lot of social issues and things like that. And people are, do want to have those deep conversations. Sometimes you're like, uh, I'm just in Target trying to get some toilet paper. Right. To <laughs> but yeah, but it's like you, just because they, they, you feel like they put so much time into it that you want to have a conversation because yeah. they took time to listen to your show. Yeah. Yeah. The one yeah. that, sorry, go ahead, Pele. No, no, no. I was just saying that I think like during our conversations, I think a lot of people, how we talk about it is from sometimes, you know, we agree on things and sometimes we don't. And I think that's what's beautiful about it. Also, is sharing these ideas that we have different perspectives culturally. We have different perspectives mm. sex wise. You know, I think there's so many different things that we bring to it. And then also from being married and, you know, we were together longer than we've been married. Mm -hmm. Um but I think like it's so many different angles coming at it, but I think also trying not to attack someone or each other when we're listening, it's more just like, Oh, okay. Understanding. And then, Oh, that's why you're, you think this way. That's why you do what you do. Mm. It's more just coming from an understanding angle than like, no, you're wrong. I'm right. 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 I, I'm always right though. So that's <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been, you guys have been together since, if I'm not mistaken, high school, right? Or somewhere close to that time frame, college, high school time frame. High school. High school. Yeah. High school. Wow. Um, that's rare. That's that's, that, that's very, very rare. rare. I think that's so dope. So you guys basically, you grew up together essentially. And you know, I've been, yes. with, yeah, as somebody, we're both in long-term relationships over here too. Um, and oh, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm longer. It's hard. Congratulations. It is. It, it's, it's hard. It's, it's definitely hard. hard. And I don't know if I would do a podcast with my fiance. You know what? I will say 100 percent right now that my girlfriend has been on this podcast multiple times. And Edgar hates it each time. Every time I hate it. <laughs> he hates it. The, Why? The, let me tell you guys something. The first time she came on the show. When I tell you this dude was sweating, I got pictures on Instagram of beads of sweat coming off this dude's forehead. Because she reveals she my was life. dragging his ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and, I'm, and, and it was all in good better. fun. It's all in good fun. But I think it's dope that not only have you guys been together for so long, and obviously you have a true, deep, real connection, uh, but you also are putting you guys' lives out to the world. Yeah. In a very authentic way, right? Absolutely. Because you don't have to. You've been together for so long <laughs> that you don't have to do. Nobody has to do it. But you guys have a unique perspective of not just a married couple, but a couple who's grown up together yeah. as well. Right, and I think that's what's been fun. Also, is highlighting being married. You know, because a lot of times people would, when we were younger, we were dating for so long. They're like, "Why are y'all not getting married?" And I'm like, "Cause I'm, you know, 18." Because we're together, <laughs> I think I was like 15. You know, like they kept pushing, like being married. I think like as we evolved as people, we had to learn so much. And um, I, I don't know, I feel like we always get that where everyone's like, oh, y'all were together so long, you must know so much. What was the secret sauce to everything? Mm. And I'm like, I think because we're together too long, it was so long, it was harder. Because we had to continually learn about each other. Then we're going from literally children to adults and we're changing 
constantly, you know, like every day, mm. like we might like something else. We like different genres of music. We like, you know, ketchup over mustard. And so I think everything keeps changing. And I think having the giving space also for someone else to change and grow, that is hard because you're so used to something. And also like protecting that, that you know them or that your relationship is one way, but then you're growing and sometimes you start liking other stuff and so many different interests. So I think it's a, it was a lot harder. And I think through all of that, maybe that's where some of our wisdom or whatever people are calling it from our relationship we're able to share yeah so here's something that i i love that from you guys to show you guys do pro tips you guys do your pro tips mm. uh you you guys had a wild uh michael you had a wild pro tip in there and i want to i want i want you to talk about it with me uh, we bought this up before mm-hmm. the episode mm-hmm. uh <laughs> where you said fellas you need to be going down and blessing your significant other at least three times a week. Please expand <laughs> on, please you know expand that? on that, uh, on that pro tip. Yeah, yeah, Michael, expand. Expand on that pro tip. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just saying, like, you know, like, I guess mm-hmm. men, is, men is a man. Men expect women to go down on them a lot, but men don't. Wait, what? Men do expect okay, it. I said, men do expect the for women to go. Am I lying? Am I lying? Men expect. Like, you're not lying. You're not lying. You're telling the truth, men Michael. Expect, <laughs> men, men expecting like four blowjobs a week. That's what they expect. Like, <laughs> from a male's perspective, like it may not happen, but if he got a, if he had a blowjob four to seven times, four between four times a week. You know, he'd cut the grass. He's gonna do everything you ask him to do. That's just how it is. But I just feel like men don't feel like they need to go. It's a lot of men, like a lot of guys that I know that really don't go down on their wives. They mm. really don't eat, eat vagina. This is something that they don't do. But I think if men should go down on their wives more. Like, I think it's important. It's like, I don't know. I feel like men are, sometimes men, we could be like very uh, uh, selfish, selfish when it comes to sex. And I think. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So you're saying don't be don't DJ Khaled. Yeah, no DJ Khaled. Don't be, don't be a DJ Khaled. Yeah, yeah what DJ Khaled do? <laughs> you say what? He said DJ Khaled said what he DJ don't go Khaled? down on his wife. He said that. Yeah, he said that. So his wife never really came. Basically, that's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> basically, I'm just saying. So uh, that's terrible. Well, well. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Don't be DJ Khaled. Let's 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 make a hashtag. Don't be DJ Khaled. Don't be like, I'm gonna go ahead and circle that Dolphins Cowboys game on my couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a very interesting yeah, you, game. You should go down on your wife. <laughs> Yeah, you should go down your wife. <laughs> and yeah, I've been saying you should do at least two, two or three times a week. At least two times. Two times is a good number. This you know, yeah. Wednesday and Friday. Wednesday <laughs> and Friday. What's their number? What's your number? What's your numbers? For how many times I go down to my girlfriend? She doesn't like it when I do it, which yeah. is more of a critique of me than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's on me. It's not good. That's on me. It's not good. Because one of Haley's pro tips was communicate. That's right. Communicate, right? Oh, she's not a communicator. Hey, she's Swedish. She's Swedish. She don't communicate. <laughs> my numbers are my oh, numbers no. are at least once a week. Stop lying, Jaquees. I mean You lying, Jaquees. How you know I'm lying? Once every six months. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once every few years, wow. you know, I go ahead, you know, whenever and I'm joking. Once I, once a week. Every sex session, I'll 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 try to you know, I'll try to 
I'll try yeah, to make sure she 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 she's happy and coming. You know what I'm saying? He's lying to his I'm teeth. Not. There you go, there you go. I'm not. Pele, I'm don't not. believe him. You can tell he's lying. I'm not lying. I'm gonna send you a picture of this nigga sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. See, the thing is, the thing is, you know, it's just the sex ain't happening more than once a week. So that's the problem. <laughs> that, that's the problem. Oh. <laughs> so that's then, another conversation. Right, right. Yeah. But you know what? Just you know what's funny though is a lot that happens to a lot of guys though. That's the thing that a lot of guys, a lot of my friends, say they don't have sex enough during the week, so they don't feel like they're. But I don't know what that is though. I don't know. That is like a whole another. That's another pro tip. Women, if you listen to Coach King, men want to have sex three times a week at least. <laughs> three blowjobs, three sexual encounters is good. It gives you six days. Well, you heard them, guy. You heard them, ladies. <laughs> you heard them. You heard them. from Michael Bennett. <laughs> All right, Pele, you're a cook, you're a food, you're a food advocate, and are, do you also identify as a cook as well? Oh, hold on, I'm laughing, though, babe. I'm laughing that you said she doesn't like it. I was doing I mean, look, I'm, I'm, open, I'm open to some pro tips, guys. I'm very open. Yes, what's some more pro tips you can give Edgar? Can we, three, can we three-way Skype this call? I'll, <laughs> I'll call my girl right now. Can we three-way Skype this call? Y'all got some tips? <laughs> Yeah. No, but Pele's, Pele's a great cook, though. No. <laughs> Y'all gonna leave me hanging? Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> no, no tips no, for no, you. No, we, like, can do, we can do the call. <laughs> I thought you know you were serious. I know you were serious. We can definitely do the call. No, no, no. She's not gonna answer. She ain't gonna answer, she's and she's definitely, definitely not gonna talk she's about definitely it. Definitely not gonna talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's definitely. She's very, very Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna be like, I can't believe you called me to talk about that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna She'll get yelled at when I get home. We don't want to cause any drama. Don't no. cause no. Don't cause no drama. No, yeah. no drama. Uh, but you, you said an amazing cook. Yeah, say that again, Michael. No, she's an amazing cook, though, but because I don't like the word chef very much because I feel like people use that word so loosely. Yeah. Chef, love, bistro. I, I, it's those things I hate, I hate when people use those words. So, but. No, I think being, I think me in the kitchen, I am just like unapologetic. Mm. You know, like trial and error, I'm going to try. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. It is what it is. Mm. Um, but I think for me, I actually love to cook. So I love um, just getting, like, my hands in there, trying different things. Um, I like the science behind cooking, how, how food changes for your body mostly, um, like the health side of it. But I think also that has grown within our family because, you know, we were together for a long time. So in the beginning, like, I can't lie, I did not know how to cook. Wow. I probably ruined a lot of dishes. But that's why it's trial and error. Um, and all of our three children, three girls, and Michael, they all are very opinionated with the food. So I can't lie. Sometimes I cook something and, you know, I put my all into it and they're like, eh, it's okay. And I'm like, well, I'm never cooking again in the house. And then I cook again the next day. So I think it's just trial and error and um, having people open-minded to trying your food. Mm, mm-hmm. So uh, my girl can't cook and we're moving in together. How worried should I be? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. I think you should get all the apps. There's Uber Eats. There's DoorDash. <laughs> there's there's Blue Apron. <laughs> y'all y'all sponsored by Blue Apron? Yeah, there's so many things you can do now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think you should be supportive, though. Also, also, Edgar, you can get in there and cook. You can you can cook the meals. Can uh, you cook? I can cook a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm pretty dope at craft uh, mac and cheese. <laughs> uh, spaghetti. Mm-hmm, that's a no. SpaghettiOs, you Sp- said? Oh, spaghetti Oh, oh bro. Good. Have you had my SpaghettiOs? No. My SpaghettiOs is bomb, bro. Can. 
out the can. can. <laughs> oh, you out here making you out here making homemade spaghettios? I know homemade. You sound like I don't even know what adults eat spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I make the most bomb lunchables you've ever had, bro. <laughs> Man, I, I make the best peanut butter sandwich. I put the I cut the crust off. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you the crustless peanut crustless. butter. Crustless. Do you toast it at least? No, I don't. I cook real food. <laughs> <laughs> We both y'all both in there cooking. All right, so let me throw y'all a recipe. I want I want to see if y'all think this sound good. This my is my go to recipe. It's called crispy onion chicken. Right. It's called crispy onion chicken. Here it is. So it's chicken breast. You put six. I hate you hate you say you hate onions. Damn, bro, you already out. <laughs> Damn, you out from the title, bro. Damn, I believe in I believe in onion segregation, but keep going though. All right, all right, but but wait, do you believe in crisp? They crispy onions though. They they those ones that taste like little chips. I believe in all forms of racism towards. He doesn't okay. eat onions. Okay, but keep all right. going, keep going. Now nah, you know I feel I feel self conscious now, but I'm gonna keep going. Uh, no, 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 tell your story. <laughs> it sounds good though. All right, here it is. Crispy onion chicken, right? So you put six chicken breast in the pan and then you make a mix it's uh butter garlic salt worcestershire sauce ground mustard and pepper you mix all that together and you drizzle it all over the chicken then you put the crispy onions on it and then you drizzle more of the mix throw that bad boy in the oven for 40 minutes come out so damn good does that sound like something you guys sound like does that sound like a recipe that you would cook in the house no. So that does not, <laughs> but that's only because Michael does not eat onions. But I love onions, and that actually does sound good. But I also don't eat chicken, so you kind of um, are losing. <laughs> I, I lost y'all well, with the title. Like, nobody, nobody, I, I hate I hate chicken breast. We, we would not be cooking onions and chicken. chicken. Okay. I, I, hate, I hate chicken breast. Okay. I chicken breast. <laughs> but I can't lie. That sounds like a good recipe. Yeah, so, chicken breast is dry, like bro. That's, you pick the driest part of the it's, chicken. It's supposed to be chicken breast, and it's not dry. It, that's what the mix is for. It, it brings the juices if out. If you know how to cook chicken breast, mm. it won't be dry. Right, right. right. So basically what y'all, sh- what y'all saying is I should have just called it crispy chicken and left it there. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but right. but even if it's a dry vagina, you're still supposed to eat it three times a week. That's actually the male's fault, not the woman's. <laughs> it's the chicken's fault. It's the chicken's fault. Yeah. No, it's the male's fault. That chicken fault. grew up dry. That chicken, that's that chicken's fault. That chicken <laughs> knew he was going to be a dry ass. Yeah. <laughs> and you out there taking off his breath. No, but I hate chicken breast though. Chicken breast though, for some reason, every time I've never like every time there's chicken breast on the menu, I just be like, it's not. Go- I've never had a good chicken breast. That's so right. That's facts. Like, but that that chicken thigh though, chicken thigh though is just so much better. It's chicken so thigh is juicy. Right. Chicken thigh is juicy. I give you that. Is. All right, all right. Well, you know, yeah. listen. I'm gonna go ahead and keep making my crispy onion chicken and know that I'm gonna enjoy it alone. You know, that's I'm fine with that. Yeah, your girl doesn't yeah. have it with you. She has but, it with me. But what's your side? What's your side dishes on the chicken? Yeah, what's your Is garnish? Onion soup or something? So a soup, <laughs> chicken onion soup, chicken onion soup. <laughs> nah, man, I'll throw some mashed potatoes on. Onion. Throw some mashed potatoes mm-hmm, on. Sometimes I'll and 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 I'll make some uh, some honey cornbread. I'll throw that on. Edgar's face is like, this sounds okay. delicious. You don't like honey cornbread? Yeah, it's delicious. What? I just don't believe you. I cook all the time. You know, I know, that. I know you cook all the Wait, time, but that's a big ass meat? meal to have mashed potatoes and honey cornbread. Yeah, that's a lot of carbs. That's a lot of um, 
starch. Yeah. It is a lot of carbs. It is a lot of carbs. That's why I said, where's the vegetables? Oh, oh, you know, they still in the refrigerator. Yeah. (laughs) They They at the store. (laughs) Yeah. They still at Ralph's. They, 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 you know, we ain't, we ain't growing. They're still growing. They're still growing. They're in the dirt somewhere. They're in the dirt. I'm going to eat this meat and carbs. (laughs) She said $2 for these vegetables. I said $2. $2. Oh, can you return these, please? Yeah, I, well, I took them to the register, and when yeah. I saw they was two dollars, I was like, "Oh, you can keep those." Yeah, keep those. Feed them to the homeless. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> No. Hey, the homeless will be healthy. They will. Hey, hey, I'd rather be. I'd rather be unhealthy and sleep what? in a bed. <laughs> wow. Oh shit. Um, That's horrible. I, we are. We're oh, bad. We're guys. bad. We're bad. We apologize. We're don't sorry. don't let your daughters be, listen to us. Yeah. In a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, all right. So that. But so, you know, you don't see, but homeless people, they, I don't, I don't never see homeless people eating vegetables, though. I, never see, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be real with you. I don't see homeless people eating much at all. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I don't see them, like, walking, they got, like, a, a like, an Asian pear in their hand or something, or... or some strawberries with whipped cream. I'm like, yeah. strawberries yeah. and whipped cream. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yo, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what, what if you did see a homeless dude with a sign that said, just, I just need five dollars so I can get a sweet green bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo, honestly, I, will give him $5. I would give him five dollars. <laughs> Me too. I would give him five dollars. Green bowl. Yo. I would say, did you go be hungry by the time you you finish it? Yo, real talk. In, in Chicago, I'm, uh, that is true. In downtown Chicago, I was walking to school one day, and this homeless cat rolled up in the street and just yelled in the middle of like a uh, crowded ass like corner, waiting for people to cross. He was just like. Can somebody lend me $500, please? And I was like, this dude is brave. If I had $500, I would have gave it to that dude. (laughs) (laughs) To just straight up yell out, can I get $500, please? He didn't even say for what. (laughs) I was like. Maybe you take it all the way to the top. Sometimes you got to be bold. You You got to be bold. bold. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, yo, they asking for quarters. I want bills, baby. I want bills. (laughs) Five Benjamin. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I know. Ugh, shit is wild. So what do you, what do you guys, um, what's been, or actually before I do that, since y'all shit on my recipe, throw me, throw me, what's, what's your, what's you guys' oh. favorite recipe to, yeah. to make? Mm. I like the cook steak sauce. I like to cook steak, so I could do steaks. Oh, whatever. I mean, but go ahead, probably hit him, well, hit, him with, hit him with something healthy. Okay. <laughs> hit him so hit him with the, so hit him with the bumblebee. I'm oh. the annoying mom. That's like you have to have a well balanced plate. Mm. Okay. okay. So when we do, re- I think recipes. It's I do. We do like to eat a lot of like international food, so we try to um, dabble in the kitchen. And I think the girls like to cook too. So we're all kind of contributing. Somebody's making something, mixing, chopping. A lot of sous chefs. Um, Michael's better on the grill, so I would say he's really good at grilling. Okay. Chicken. He likes barbecue, ribs. Give him a recipe. Though. You know, Sunday. What? Who wants a recipe? Ooh, a recipe. A whole recipe? I mm-hmm. mean, you don't You don't well, have to give me a whole one. I'll, do, I'll, just do a ste- I'll just give you a steak recipe. So you take a cast oh. iron pot. Mm-hmm. If you have a cast iron, if you have a regular, pot, if you have a regular pan. Uh-huh. What you want to do is sear the steak for about, season up the steak for about, Hour and whatever you season your garnishes. Mm-hmm. Get you some. Get you some. You mean marinated. Marinated salt with pepper. Whatever you use. 
put it on the cat or the iron pot, or whatever. Put some butter in on. It. And the first, put it on there, on both sides. Put it for about three to four minutes on both sides, mm. and then turn the oven on like four hundred, so you get that crispy outside, like the restaurants do. Mm-hmm. And you put a little butter on top of it and put it in the oven for like fifteen minutes. And when it comes out, it still has that. It's still succulent, but it still has that crust around it that makes it good. Because sometimes people cook the steaks at home, and just seems doesn't have it. It just tastes really dry. Mm-hmm. But when you do it like this, cook it on the stove and in the oven, it comes out best. I think that's what we do for pan roasted chicken too. We cook the chicken on both sides. Yeah, we like to yeah sear everything first and then stick it in the oven. Yeah, okay. yeah I got one of my friends. I just did. Somebody just showed us some twice fried chicken. What they do? They put the chicken in first. They fry, flash fry it for like three minutes, then put it in the oven for like 10 minutes. And then after they've been in the oven for 10 minutes, they fry it again. And Ooh, then they throw oh. crispy onions on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm in. I'm uh, in. No, well, that is going straight to the trash. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, that sounds delicious. It also t- sounds time consuming, but it sounds so delicious. That was yeah, a literally a, f- no, that was a 20 minute, 30 no, minute process, Jaquise. To fry it again though? <laughs> Brian, I know, take, to say it, to do something again, you're like, oh. Yeah, it's well, the word, it's the word again. Put you on some of that new rap music. Put you or new teach rap it to your girlfriend. Yeah, put it on some new rap music or something. Yeah. You, you listen minutes. to that, Yachty? Have Yachty? a glass of wine. Okay, there you go. Now you guys are speaking my language. I listen to, I'm, I'm, I'm a grown-ass man. I listen to Lil Yachty. <laughs> do you, you, oh, what about the new, what about wow. the new Uzi Vert that came out yesterday? You didn't listen to that new Uzi Vert? No, I can't take people serious that got beads in their head. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Right? I'm with you. I'm with you. We know who's you not doing the halftime show. Head, you sucking lollipops and stuff. And you, and you with me, huh? <laughs> Yo, all right. So, I mean, all right. So, what's some? What's some of you? What's some of your favorite hip hop artists? Then my favorite hip hop. I'm I'm listening to a lot of Curtis Mayfield right now. Oh, just okay. Because I just like him old vibe okay, right now bring but, it to but but to date though, i'm listening to i listen to mostly uh common kendrick lamar okay stuff like that. we got to get this new kendrick I'm, album I'm, 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 this is jay cole is i kind of i kind of fell off with jay cole a little bit but i've been listening to more yeah i feel like i don't know okay you listen I to new beats in Chicago. i feel that you listen to that jay cole right. so you can go to sleep at night <laughs> no, I don't listen to J. Cole. I actually use sleep noise when I go to sleep. I listen to a raindrop. But my daughter, she listen to some weird shit like people walking, people walking on in snow. snow. What? <laughs> yo, who thought Wait. who thought to record that? Hey yo. Wait, do that again, bro. Step in that snow yo, one more time. Step in that snow. What? Yo, wait, where's my microphone? She had that on one night, and I was trying to put her to sleep. And I said, what is that noise? And she goes, Mom, it's someone walking in snow. And I was like, that's weird. And I was like, whatever, listen to it. But then I fell asleep. (laughs) Damn. I was like, oh, damn. I'm going down, I'm going down. Y'all telling us we got to start listening to snow walks? (laughs) We got to start to fall asleep? That's too specific. There you go. That's too specific. It's like, oh, do I used to fall asleep? Uh, Some. Somebody fumbling for their metro card before the train leaves. <laughs> Actually, that would be a really funny app. See, there you <laughs> go. You had most random noise. Yeah, these are the secrets. These are the secrets they get on Culture Kings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I feel like it would be it would be insane for us not to chat a little bit about uh, you guys being a professional football family. Um, I mean, listen, one of my favorite all-time Super Bowls was you guys kicking 
the Broncos' ass. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Kicking that ass. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and also, one of my, because I lost a lot of money on this, is that next year, <laughs> motherfuckers, god damn it, <laughs> I lost about $500 on that Super Bowl. <laughs> And Marshawn Lynch was at the two-yard line. Wait, so you you were that homeless man in the middle of Chicago. I was Chicago. that homeless man. That was me. I was yeah, like, does anybody have $500, please? The story was about you. The story is about me, yeah. You've had a lot of dope-ass football moments in your career. Uh, and, and I can't even imagine... Uh, what it's like being in a football family, uh, especially with children and stuff like that. So, so yeah, speak to that a little bit for us. Um, I know football. That that Super Bowl was hard though, because everybody knew we should have gave it to Marshawn Lynch, but yeah. we had to live. And you hate being in a locker room. Everybody was crying and stuff. I was like, "What y'all crying for? We can come back next year." But at the same time, uh, it winning Super Bowls and all that kind of stuff is very cool. But I, I think it's been kind of cool though to see my kids because a lot of times your kids don't get to see you in your glory days. They just kind of see you at the end. They don't know much about your story, what mm-hmm. you did. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of cool for my kids to live in a time period where I was playing football. They got a chance. They know the game. They know the people. They know a lot about the sport. So they understand traveling and stuff. I think it makes them more well-rounded because they didn't experience a lot of stuff. And I think being in the league for this long and my kids understanding about injuries, understanding what it takes to be a professional athlete. I think it just makes their work ethic even better. And, mm. and they kind of understand, like if they decide to play sports or whatever they do, they take the same work ethic that they saw their father do or their mother do, and they apply it to themselves. So I, I think it's been a great, a great experience. I think um, playing football is very hard, especially because it's so much, so time consuming. You take so much for your family, but at the same time, it's been so rewarding. And I think it's, it's just a hard contrast to, try to balance both of those things yeah 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 what is uh what is have you thought about i mean you guys got your podcast now like life after football is something that i feel more people or life after sports i feel when we were growing up there wasn't you don't you didn't hear that much from people after sports right? right but nowadays you got people turning into tv personalities or getting in front of the camera or hosting the today show hosting a today show <laughs> winning oscars and shit like you yeah. got so many people so many yeah. athletes who are doing dope shit after their career so yeah when when does that when does those thought processes come in i think those thought processes come in very like Maybe, I don't know, there's variational times for different people, but the thing I think that's hard, though, with those careers is that those careers are very limited into what your voice, what kind of voice you can have. And I feel mm. like with podcasting, when you can control your own narrative, you can be free-spirited and you can speak the truth, the truth that you feel is free. Like, But when you're on certain stations, you can't talk about certain things. So I feel like it's almost like you create this, they create another person for you, but it's still like the same barrier same lines like you can't say this about race you can't do this so i feel like there has to be a place where you can have that free spirit of like with dave Chappelle, where you could talk about real shit but there's not a lot of athletes who live in that realm where they could talk about real shit because their brand is connected to them playing sports and just yeah. everything is just so whitewashed so you don't really get to speak you never hear michael strahan getting on there talking about like real social issues but they you know what i'm saying because he just can't because we're getting paid a lot so it's like you just have to find out what's that great balance. And I think for me personally, that's what I want to find, that balance between having that voice and having that freedom and that creativity and still having a platform to have that on. 
You know, I really like that. I mean, that's why we're seeing people like, you know, LeBron James have his show, like The Shop and Draymond Green investing in the undefeated, uh, just so that you can get these real perspectives from these athletes. And, you know, we definitely have seen how the NFL can kind of treat players who uh, try to speak out and stuff like that. So I really appreciate you putting yourself out there with this podcast. Uh, I had a question for you, Pele. Yeah. Um, are you friends with a lot of the other, uh, you know, wives of some of the other players? And if they were to create a show called Football Wives on VH1. <laughs> no. <laughs> they have a show like, don't they have a show called? No. Oh, you know what? They, I'm sorry. Let me cut you off. <laughs> sorry. You, you wouldn't do no Football Wives? You wouldn't, you wouldn't be, who's in your crew? I was going to say, who's in your crew? <laughs> Wait. I was going to no, you know they they did have a show. What was it called? Yeah, it was um with football. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was called Football Life. Yeah. Um, no, I would not do that. Yeah. Um, I think also you know that's reality shows, so that's like driven by drama. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm the person preaching no drama, so I'm like no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would put myself out there that way, only because like Michael was saying, some things you can't control. Yes. And I feel that they would definitely take you a different direction. Yeah. They portray you how they want to portray you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So hell no, no. <laughs> but do you, are you friends with like some of the other uh football uh like I guess for lack of a better term, the football wives on the team and stuff like that? Yeah, so we've been on a few teams now and I think every team, um, you know, you make your friendships on every team so I have friends all in different areas and as you move around to different teams throughout the career he's been playing 11 years you know if I have friends all over the mm. states that are that have played in football but um I think I mean there's some women also that don't associate with the team so they don't make friendships that way but um I think it's just each person is different but yeah I have made some really good like life-lasting uh friendships do you guys have a favorite city you've lived in uh for, from all the teams that you guys uh, play for, I would I would say Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's been the best. I like Seattle. I like Seattle and um, and Philly. Those two are my favorite cities. Yeah, Philly's yeah. good. You guys not huge fans of Arlington? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Fresno. <laughs> uh, no, and we're both from Houston. Wow, Frisco. Frisco, I said Fresno. Clearly, I don't know where we were because oh, that's yeah. how bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't go no, out Frisco to. Frisco was straight though. It's good to be. I said Fresno. Why did I say Fresno? I don't know. I said Fresno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't go out to Joe Pool Lake. What's that? <laughs> that's enough if y'all can't tell Edgar is very close from Arlington <laughs> I'm from Texas he's I'm from, from Texas. Texas he's oh. from Texas so he's trying to get you guys oh, to yeah I don't go to Babe's Chicken <laughs> No, I, I, you know what? I didn't explore Dallas. Maybe we knew where to go. Yeah, I feel like I didn't get to explore Dallas like that much because being in Texas, I mean, growing up in Texas and being from Houston, like we never really went to Dallas like that because everything was in Houston, so yeah, we didn't have to go to Dallas. But at the same time, I went to Dallas a lot, but we went to Arlington a lot growing up. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, if y'all don't go to Schlitterbahn. <laughs> where are all these places? Yes, I mean, Michael's I'm, never been there. You've oh. never been to Schlitterbahn? Well, I guess now it's probably not safe right now with coronavirus. 
we can't. Yeah, we can't, we can't do nothing with coronavirus. You can't even get no damn hand sanitizer. I went on Amazon trying to get some hand sanitizer. It's sold out. They're talking about you got to wait till May 17th. Shit. So May 17th? May 17th? May 17th? I, Yo, I, 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 May 17th? I'm like, that's a long time from now. Let me tell you something. I got a couple bottles of hand sanitizer I can sell you guys for about three, 400 a pop. If y'all really no. need that, if y'all really need that hand sanitizer. You, you really need that $500. <laughs> I need this. I need this back, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to make my own set of hand sanitizer with vodka. Right. right. <laughs> Just pour some vodka in your no, hand. No, not Little on the hand, little no, in the mouth. for <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah, but the you, you, the vodka you use it, you put it in um, you put in the in a cup. You put uh, aloe vera to make that gel, and then you put the the, the oil, the essential oils that you want for the smell. Okay. And you got your hand sanitizer. I won't be using it, but... Yeah, I don't know, bro. Please don't <laughs> inhale thought, that. Please don't inhale that. You might die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vodka. I mean, I'm going to start a fire. No. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like something Richard... Sounds like Richard Pryor, but at the same time, it might be... It's funny. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna you, yeah, all that all that that beer you was talking about earlier gonna be gone if you keep. <laughs> yeah, I was watching that Richard Pryor thing. He was like, "What if I set myself on fire?" I was like, "Who, who, who does that? Like that's crazy. Like yeah. you're so high, you're like, I wonder what it feels like to be the crack. Like that's crazy. <laughs> I wonder what it feels I don't, like I don't to be the, the crack. <laughs> I don't, don't want to be the crack. I want to. I want to be the crack. I want to like, be the crack. That's a whole, bro. That's a whole nother high. That's like, for real, bro. Like that crack. I want to be in the, the spoon. Way the crack burning right now. Yeah, but that because that's just a different level of user. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, everybody's smoking crack, but has everyone been smoked like crack? <laughs> <laughs> I know. He probably was just like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, "I want to be the crack man," but nah, but nah, for real though, but. Yeah, try the hand sanitizers, man. It's kind of crazy with the coronavirus and everything going on because everything's being canceled. It's like, it's a perfect time to buy airplane tickets, too. Because, oh, yeah. Like, places you always want to go, like, you could go to Hawaii right now for $99. Oh, it shit. It's like 2000 Like, this is, <laughs> yeah, it's the perfect time like, to go oh, travel. Let me know. We're not recording I mean, next weekend, right, man? Right, yeah. <laughs> shit, thank y'all for these keys. I might go, go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I might go somewhere next weekend. Yeah, for real, bro. I'll shake everybody's hand, like, too. You're like, they're like, Hey, you get to the airplane. You get to the airplane. You're like, sir, there's nobody on the plane. Would you like to upgrade for five dollars? Like, sure, why not? <laughs> nah, I say I'm, I'm gonna save those five dollars. I need to get some headphones. Right. Now, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna ball out of control. I'm gonna just get. I'm gonna buy about four or five seats. Yeah. <laughs> and just spread out. Just, just spread out. I'm gonna buy seats in the front of the plane and the back of the plane. And be like, all right, that's that's it for front plane time. <laughs> and go to the back. Let's go to some yeah. back plane time. This, this is for my. This is my ancestors. I'm supposed to park in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is wild, man. Yeah, did y'all hear they were talking about uh, NBA teams playing without fans? Without fans in the stands. In the stands. Uh, that shit is wild. Can you imagine playing a football game with nobody in the stands? Like an actual, not like no practice. Look, wait, is that a good thing? 
sounds good. It sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds no. Nah, that's kind of crazy. It's like they don't. The NBA is like we're not losing no fucking money. We're not losing no money. Like we're going to make money regardless. <laughs> you can't get your money back. We'll get your virtual seats. Like, right. We'll your virtual <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. We'll send you a link. You get to be right next to LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send you a VR link. We'll send you a YouTube. This money back. We'll put it up our YouTube streaming. I'll send y'all the link. I'll Skype y'all in. But we gonna play these games. <laughs> we gonna play these damn games. <laughs> they gonna play. LeBron said he's not gonna play though. He gonna play. LeBron gonna play. Gonna play. <laughs> LeBron yeah, gonna play. LeBron's gonna play. LeBron gonna play. Can you imagine if LeBron didn't play like ten games because no fans was in the audience yeah. and they tanked? <laughs> Matter of fact, I should look at tickets for Sunday's game against the against the, the Clippers. Against the right, Clippers. Yeah. See if they, how how down they got, how down they've gone. Shit, yeah. that's the that's the that's smart. That's smart. Uh, <laughs> It's like you being a perfect time investor. Like I've been waiting for this moment. Everything I want to do now, I'm gonna yeah. do it in next month. Yeah, I'm gonna do it next month. I'm gonna go to Paris. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> might go ahead and might go ahead and uh, schedule me a ten day Disney World trip. Be the only person there. <laughs> That's right. Go bigger, go home. Hey, like, you been getting on the ride? Like the wait time is two minutes. That's the worst thing about going to Universal. All those places go. Yeah. When you go to Universal, you look at that like little clock. Yeah. Maybe like two hours. Like damn, my two hours. Like I'm not. What time my wife ride one ride? It's time to go home. It's man. time to go you home. Shit, you just like. Kids yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just go to San Francisco and just ride up and down the streets. Like they got all those hills over there, <laughs> <laughs> right? Only person on the cable cars in San Fran. <laughs> um, guys, what is what's some? Uh, so as we as we start to kind of wrap it up here a little bit, um, you guys have three daughters. You guys are, uh, uh, I would say that's a big family, right? Three three kids, husband, wife. That's a pretty big family. Nah, apparently mama has seven kids. All you right, well. <laughs> oh, shit. See, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an only but child. But three does feel like a lot. Three, uh, yeah, yeah, I can you imagine. Sorry. I have so stepbrothers you, oh, so now. Just, uh, that says a lot. I guess that's a lot about your personality already. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, shit. I got stepbrothers. I had stepbrothers Dang. when I was like eight. So I grew up. But I also so you got grew- brothers late, so you had, you had. I had brothers well, you late. Like three for like eight minutes. Yeah, so then they came to your room and stuff like that. Or? It's weird. I'm an it's only a, child. Yeah, it's like I'm an only child, but I didn't feel like one growing up because my mom had me when she was 16. So like my aunt was only like five, six years older than me. So we were raised like brother and sister. Oh, and I yeah. was, I was, I and I lived in the house. Five. You say what? I thought you were about to say my aunt was five. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. No, she's not five now, but she was like six when I was born. So we were raised like brother and sister instead of auntie and like nephew and shit. And I grew up in yeah. a crib with my mom, my grandma, my granddad, my aunts, my cousins. So even though I was the only kid, oh, it never felt like it. It never felt like it because I ain't get shit. <laughs> I, I didn't get the only kid shit. So. I wanted it, uh, but yeah. What's it? What's uh, you guys talk about your family life on on the um, on the pod as well? If you had if you had the keys for, you know, people listening and they ask, all right, what 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 to you guys makes a real successful family? What would you guys say to that? Successful family, or there's I no. I would say well yeah. one. No, we can say a few things each. I would, like my number one is communication. Mm-hmm. I think within your family, communicating like with your, with your partner, but also with your children. I feel like a lot of times people are like telling the children, like, shut up, go away, be quiet. No, you know, they don't really communicate. So 
I don't know. I just feel like that also can very easily happen with your partner. So I think like opening the conversation on communicating, whether it's feelings or you're going through something, uh, whatever that looks like. I think if you have a really good, clear communication, then you don't have to assume or guess, you know, a lot of times because you'll just know. So there's no like in between. Dope. I think a thing that makes a successful family is spending time with your family. I think a lot of mm. times people don't spend enough time with their family. I think creating a space where you could travel with your family, you could travel with your wife and doing things like that because what's the point of having a family and having a wife and the only time you really can have fun is with you with your friends. Mm. And so creating a space where you travel with your family, you create this atmosphere that you feel in a safe zone and you feel that you can be creative and, and being able to share the love in that way. I think that's important for a family to be able to do that. I think time with your family is like one of the most important things. Mm. I love that. I love that. Especially, yeah, if you can only have fun with your friends, then damn. You got you got to marry your friends. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people make do your that, friends your a kids. A lot of people do that, though. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people like having sex with their spouse, but they don't like spending time with their spouse. So that's a whole other story. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. That's true. Anyways, guys, I got to go. I got to go have sex with my girlfriend. But I, <laughs> I'm going to go hang out with my friends after. <laughs> right. I'm going to go have sex and then watch the game later just with my friends. Just with my friends. Uh, I mean, we're gonna, I'm going to kick her out. <laughs> I'm not, they're coming to me. They're coming to me. <laughs> I don't know. Two hours. She going with her friends, too. She, yeah, I don't know where she's going. That's up to her. <laughs> You know, I'll, you I'll let know you know. I'll let you know the final score. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh shit! Uh, I'm excited for people who all the Culture Kings fans who mm-hmm. don't listen to you guys to start listening to you guys' podcast. Absolutely. Um, you guys have had a few episodes. You got a few episodes under your belt right now. Um, what has been the your favorite experience or favorite episode so far? If he was like, "Yo, start here." If you're a person who doesn't listen to podcasts. But there's one episode that if you listen to ours, it might get you hooked. Do you have one of those already? All of them. I'd say start at the beginning. Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you guys cover everything. Nah, but that's a, the, the, there's one that would uh that we did with Which one? With um the Professor Eddie Gallant. He was just talking about spirituality within the mm. black church and how that's changed over this the the time since since the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting because he has so much information, mm-hmm. and it, it was a really good episode. I thought I thought it was dope, dope. Well, and shit. the one about uh, eating going down on your wife. That's that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one for Edgar. That's the one for what Edgar and yeah, me and Edgar. I'm gonna listen to that one, well, and I'm gonna send it to my girlfriend. <laughs> Actually, I'll I'll put it on. Oops, I'll put it. Well, I'll play it in go. the car for her while she's out. And I'm watching the game. <laughs> Why won't the radio Perfect change? Timing. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, thank you so much, man, for coming on. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, people have a lot of expectations and thoughts of what a, you know, sports couple should be like. And I feel like you guys not only break those expectations, but you open yourselves up in a way that we can really get to know y'all and see the real y'all in such a dope, fantastic way. I appreciate thank you, man. You. Thank you for having us on. And yeah, I, I want to... I want to confess something. Confess. Uh-oh. Earlier on, please, we got this. Earlier on, uh, I did call you guys a black couple by accident. Pele, you caught me. Oh, it was it you. was me. Oh. I admit it. See. Oh, okay, I was like, I could have sworn. See? It was me, and I admit it. I apologize. You are a strong, wonderful Samoan woman, and I apologize. 
See, Edgar, you fucking <laughs> no, up. No, it's fine. I was just like, oh. I was like, I cannot let this podcast <laughs> end with her being like, I know I heard him say it, and they gonna pretend like he didn't say I it. I did. Oh shit! See, you I thought I was gaslighting. I was like, what? I didn't. I didn't even hear. <laughs> I didn't see Edgar. Thank you. Thank I, you for I, jumping I on that. <laughs> no, no, no big deal. But thank you for your confession. Of course, of course. I appreciate I'm, I'm so happy you was like, I was so happy you was, uh, I'm just glad you, I thought you was going to be like, oh, I hung out with Michael Jackson when I was like 10 or something. I was just like, I was glad that you didn't go. <laughs> we didn't know where the confession was going. Oh, shit. <laughs> we thought your confession was going, so, you know, me and R. Kelly was hanging out the other day. That's what you thought. That's <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's I said never, never land, right? You're good. You're good. You want to see clearly? Oh, Yo, thank y'all so much thank for coming so much. on. Yeah, Everybody, man. go listen to Mouthpiece. That's right. It's on the Limonada. Am I saying that right? Yeah. yeah. The Limonada Network. Limonada. Very funny. Very dope. You'll learn. You'll learn some shit. You'll laugh. Uh, it's really dope to listen to you guys, and I hope everybody continues to listen, and this shit becomes. Uh, as successful and even more than you guys want to want it to be. So dope shit, guys. I appreciate you guys rolling on. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is that the first time you ever talked to a Super Bowl champion? First time ever. No, that's not true. One time, John Elway took my mom out on a date. Are you? For I didn't real? talk to him. I waved at him. He took her on a date, like a romantic date? Yeah. Mm. Really? When was and this? I got to say, he didn't score a touchdown. Are you, are you sure? Your mom would lie. Your mom might, your mom might lie about that. Yeah, no, she, he didn't score a touchdown. But did he hit a home run? Did he play baseball? No. Then no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to break this. Aren't your parents together? <laughs> <laughs> they are still together. <laughs> so, so... How long ago was this? This clearly didn't happen. <laughs> this is, I know, yeah, I, I broke the illusion. I'm it sorry. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> sorry. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired, so tired too. too. I'm tired, bro. too. I'm so tired. Uh, I couldn't even. Also, thank you for remembering that you did call them both black, because I'm sure for that entire episode, she thought I was gaslighting her. Yeah. Well, I mean. We'll probably also She was a woman, that. and she was talking to you, so. Jesus. <laughs> Keep that. Keep that this in. This nigga said keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, it's time for Queen, of the, Queen of the Week. <laughs> Queen of the Week. I got somebody that we all know as mm. a Queen of the Week mm. who um, recently I was, you know, Doing some research on some thing uh, on Florida girls because I was going in for that and mm-hmm. learned that the creator of that show also had had just signed a deal overall with the deal with overall deal yeah and which is so dope and her name is Laura Chen that's right and I think it's really fucking cool like we 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 have a lot of people in our community that are are. Do, seeing a lot of success. That's right. And it's really dope to say you know somebody who literally has an overall deal. Yeah. Um, because. That's a big deal. That's a big fucking deal. That's a big fucking deal. And uh, and, and she's dope. She She's created some really great stuff. Yeah. I remember seeing her a lot 
on the improv stage and uh, and loving her from there. So, yeah, she's the queen of the week. If you don't know who she is, I say this all the time, but she, that's a name you're about to hear a lot. A lot. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. My queen of the week is kind of a similar thing. I uh, read this interview uh, from Little Dicky promoting his show Dave, and he was pretty back braggadocious in it. And I was like, let me see what this show's all about. Let me see if this show's fucking good. It was great. Mm. I was hurt by how great it was. Because you don't like white people. And I don't like them to succeed either. Yeah, man. Yeah. Can I say that? You can. Not only do I not like white people, can I tell you, I love America. <laughs> Watching Michael Foles <laughs> <laughs> win those medals really pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to know we cut out something that. <laughs> but why do that? That's the thing. <laughs> that don't put out an implication. <laughs> we cut something that was bad. We cut something that was really bad. It's bad. You know, I do think that Matt hates it when we say something problematic. But I think he hates it more when we tell him that <laughs> he did a good job. When we point out the fact that he did a good job cleaning it up, it makes it worse. <laughs> it's like. If Matt was our babysitter and we shit the bed and he's like, great, I'm going to clean it up. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But then our mom comes home and we go, mommy, we shit the bed earlier. That's essentially what we're doing. Because it makes Matt look like a liar. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. But it also saves us. You know, here's a fun fact about Matt. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I haven't said my queen of the oh, week yet. <laughs> this was all a lead up to my queen go of the week. Ahead. Go ahead. But anyway, I watched Dave and it was really, really great. And I realized that one of the episodes was written by Yamara Taylor. Really? Mm-hmm. That's dope. And that's my queen of the week, Yamara Taylor, writer for Blackish, producer on mm-hmm. Mixedish. Mm-hmm. Also, writer uh, and producer on Dave. Great funny show on FX on Hulu. Oh. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but FX, FX is on Hulu. Is on Hulu. Okay. So if you see a show that premieres on Wednesday on FX, Thursday, mm-hmm. it's on Hulu. Okay. FX on Hulu. Queen of the week. Yamar Taylor. But King of My Forever. Matt Apodaca. FX on Hulu. Okay. I was going to say Matt Apodaca. Here's a fun fact about Matt, and this is actually going to be a good one. Matt is a very good producer. Yes, he is. He's a very good producer. Yes, he is. We cause him unnecessary strife. That's right. Which, because we're his friends, he probably doesn't feel comfortable to tell us to stop. That's true. There's a boundary. There's a weird boundary with Matt and you and I. But I even feel like even me is just like Matt and I have been friends for a very long time. We're on the same Herald team. So he's just like, I respect Edgar. Mm-hmm. I respect his comedic abilities. But I do think that sometimes he pushes too far and it hurts yes. my feelings. Yes. And 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 he has a job to maintain. Yes. And we purposefully try to make that hard sometimes. We purposefully try to put that job in the jeopardy. We 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 like Matt. We like Matt, but you were going through a struggle. Yes. I was going through a struggle. Yes. And we asked Matt, Matt, all we need from you is just to say they're good hosts. Yeah. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. He refused to say that. And what's crazy is that I've kept so many secrets. Yeah. Like, I remember when Matt introduced me to his girlfriend, who I won't name, (laughs) because I respect him. But, uh... I don't want everyone. I don't want everyone in your business. But you have a wonderful girlfriend, and he introduced me to her, and he said, "Edgar, you're my boy. I need you to do me a favor. Don't tell her about my three kids." Mm. And wow. I said, "I won't." And I said, "I won't even tell her. I won't even tell her that 
you beat those three kids every night just so you can go to sleep. You leave the bed that you are with her and you go to Midtown where your three kids live. You put them up in an apartment in Midtown, which is insane. That's insane. That's so far, too. And you beat them. Wow. I remember Matt. I just want to say (laughs) that what I think is very interesting is that you guys don't think I have even implied that you should stop this. (laughs) And that I don't tell you every single week, please stop. Knock it off. Hey, maybe not this. <laughs> Matt, you're such a good producer, though, for you real. Like, a, a lot producer, of people compliment Matt. me on how much clearer our format is, mm-hmm. how much how much it feels like we're so much more in our own voice and all that. And I say, look, a lot of that credit has to go to Matt Apodaca. Mm-hmm. And then they said, uh, but we noticed that your dad's cancer is back. And I say, hey, Matt's Jeez. two for two. <laughs> I'm going to just end on something nice. People tell me they love when we talk to Matt. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Well, if the people like it. <laughs> <laughs> at Jaquise Neal on every single piece of social media. Oh, at Awfulgram on Instagram. Edgar Montplazier on Twitter. At Culture Kings Pod on everything. I think, I think we've exhausted. I'm ready to go. Are you? Yeah, I'm ready to go. I got to go show someone my place. All right. I have to go to Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Can't wait. That's Bye. my uh, radio DJ voice. Ooh, end, end, end us with, end us with uh, a sign-off. Santa Monica. Eh, los, uh, los Reyes Culturas. Coming to you live from Santa Monica. Santa Monica.